you want to inflict pain on your opponents. If I wasn't 100% in, I was going to come out second best. Your barriers start to come in when your body's saying, okay, stop. That's not saying I'm at my capacity. The differences that can be made when you're at an elite level are so minor that really a lot of it is the mental side that sets you apart. Rugby Union, one of the most dangerous sports in the world. Today we dive into the life and career of professional rugby player Tyler Joe. But before we get into this episode, don't forget to check out the Spicy Bit of Meat podcast YouTube channel. After every podcast, Tyler and I will be taking on the skill we just discussed. Welcome back to the Spicy Bit of Meat podcast. And today's Spicy Bit of Meat is Tyler Joe. Hi, I'm the Spicy Bit of Meat today. What's your expertise? A rugby player. Ex- ex-rugby player, unofficially retired. In what scenario is it okay to use the C word? Uh, in Australia, anytime. There's no wrong time to use it. I've Funerals, heard. weddings, son's third birthday party, all are okay. Same with New Zealand, very similar. Um, in this country, Pretty much never. Because if I'm around a bunch of Australians in America and I say it, these people, all sweet. The exterior people, maybe not so much. Right. Very interesting question though. I like it. Do you use the C word? Do. Um, yeah, all the time. I am very clever. Cute. Cute. Yeah, I'm cute. I was referring to cute. Oh, uh, like see you next Tuesday? I don't get that one. Yeah. Well, some of you oh. out there will get the see you next Tuesday. I get it. You do. But I was referring to the word cute. So that leads me on to the next question. If I were to describe you as cute, how would you take it? Not well. Okay. In America, they, they use cute as like a hot. But where I'm from, you say hot, attractive, you know, or a spicy bit of meat. Not cute. Cute to me is like, oh, you know, he like, can. oh, he's interesting. Because cute's like, oh, like, oh, he's a cute, he's a cute. Right? But oh. in America, people go, oh, my God, he's so cute. Yes, and that's why I'm saying it's wrong. So if I said, Tyler, you're the C word, or Tyler, you're the cutest man I know, the C- which one would you prefer me to say? Well, are you, what are you, what's... See you next Tuesday. What's the adjective you're using with the C word? Because that, I'd be happy with that. You're such a loose C word. If you said loose C word, you'd be, you know, you know what we're talking about. Love it. So you seem to be sounding like you grew up down under. Yes, I did. Been was down there for for a few years. Do you think that that is the reason why? You progressed into the career you have today. Yeah, it's quite common there. Because it's not so common on this side of the world. Yeah. I don't know if many- This side of the world, that's not true. Northern Hemisphere is still very common. It's up and coming. How would you describe it in one word using a sound? Like that. (laughs) God. Um. Ugh. Like, ugh, like impact. It's not like, I mean, depends. Last part of my career was a lot of, ugh, yeah, probably. So, yeah. so to describe rugby, it would be, ugh. when I hear, ugh, I think men on men, 
I think we're really a lot of impact. Big, yeah, big promote pro- proponents of man on man, especially in the in the changing room. Yeah. What are the top three qualities of your life as a rugby player? Me specifically, or rank these. Okay. Naked showers with your teammates after the game. Okay, that's pretty high up there. Discipline, teamwork, and strength, speed, endurance. Okay, not so much important. Drinking your friend's piss. Oh, okay. Um, that one's first. Mm. Drinking your friend's piss first, definitely. Uh, then the naked showers, and then the third is is important. But yeah, the strength and what would you say? You said speed. Speed. I think, I think you need speed. I think you need a bit of strength. Hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye is pretty. Although I have plenty, plenty, uh, plenty teammates with no hand-eye coordination. So. Ooh, name call. No, not teammates. But let's let's say opponents. Yeah. Okay. Because actually, everyone I played with sensational. How long have you been playing rugby? Uh, I started playing when I was nine years old. Um. And then, yeah, as I said, I'm like unofficially tired because I moved to America to stop playing, but just to kind of play like socially, have a bit of fun, like run around. So I haven't like actually been playing um, for about two years now. But up until then, your whole life was rugby. Yes, it was a big part of it. Yeah. Like my entire adult life, school into outside of school, it's always been... Yeah, very much a big part of it. When I first met you, I didn't know much about rugby. Still don't really know too much about rugby. But what I did know was that it is in a very aggressive, intense sport. What type of person do you need to be in order to be able to be a rugby player? An intensive and aggressive person. Would you say that you're intensive and aggressive? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, I think that like rugby players get like kind of grouped into a specific type, like especially in certain places around the world. There's like, oh, rugby player, maybe similar to like football players in America, um, like meatheads, you know. Lads, lads, lads. Lads, lads. Yeah. I have to say though, like rugby, the best part of rugby is how social it is and the camaraderie you have it's quite cliche but rugby um it is very much so like you 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 know they say like your teammates are your brothers which which is for most sports you'll die for them kind of thing that Mm -hmm. kind of mentality but with rugby even more so you go on the field you go to battle in the moment of when you're out on the field like you want to inflict pain on your opponents. Like I'm going into every bit of contact with everything I have. I'm going to put my body on the line and do everything that I like. I'm going to fully commit here, right? But then after the game, those same people that you felt that way about, you have a beer with, you'd have a laugh with, you'd be best mates with. There's a drinking culture around it and that brings like a lot of the guys I've played with and against together. And they have things like boat races and stuff. So like a like you you'll put your five guys forward. Up we'll put our five guys forward, and you race, and it's a bit of fun. You've beat us, but we're still gonna have a laugh afterwards. There's so much camaraderie within the teams, and 
Yeah, within the teams. Yeah, rugby's unique in that you travel. Um, you're you you are visiting other other countries, other cultures, and a lot of that is like meshed together. For a lot of guys, actually traveling with rugby is a big part of why they do it mm. and why they'll move somewhere and want to find a team. It's like I came to Austin, didn't know anyone, met the the local guys, played rugby here, and. Just took me in under, like, just like, you know, would want to make you feel com comfortable. You're making rugby sound so lovely. <laughs> Brotherhood, <laughs> traveling, <laughs> acceptance. Those wouldn't be the three words that I think of <laughs> when I think of rugby. Yeah. I think of um, concussions and yeah. like scary aggression. Yeah. Um, so that's nice to know. I've had speaking my fair of, share of concussions. Yeah. Speaking of putting your whole body on the line, what, why? What do you mean? Not many people would decide they want to just put their whole body on the line and accept that they could be hurt. What's the mindset behind that? I, I don't know. I think I don't think that I think it doesn't go into your head like I could get hurt in this. And if it does, then you're probably not gonna come up sec you're gonna come out second best. I think that a, that there's an inner kind of confidence in 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 players that they have the ability to to go all in and back themselves it's also like you know there's ego there's everything around it but yeah if you're going in half-assed you're not going to come out on top because i was smaller when i played so i knew that i had to put everything into what i did in terms of like in contact if i wasn't 100 percent in i was going to come out second best right and i think that also led to a lot of my own injuries was was kind of throwing myself <laughs> yeah not having uh any kind of consideration for my own my own well-being which has led to a injury prone career unfortunately littered with injuries from start to finish um since i was about 15 my first big injury um ever since that point like struggled to string multiple games together I've always been known for that, unfortunately. It really affects you. Like, in, it really does. Um, not being able to, to go out there and play uh, because your body's, like, not letting you do it. Um, That's so crazy to me, like, in a, in a cool way. Because if I'm injured, my th first thought isn't, I want to go back out and play to the place where I got injured. <laughs> yeah. And you were just saying... I'm so upset that I can't get back on the field yeah. because I'm injured. Every every player, literally, if you are unable to perform because of an injury, it it affects you deeply. You want to get back out there. Like I've, for, for a lot of my career, I've been, you know, here, let's do this so that you can play for a bit and then we'll sort it out later. Stitch it and back so you're, you're playing through a lot. Like my body has been absolutely wrecked throughout the career but like you would never you wouldn't do it any other way like if you told me um tyler don't play today um let let's heal or play today take this pill play today tomorrow you're gonna be in bits you're gonna wake up and you're gonna wish you didn't do it but you take this you're gonna be able to play i think pretty much every player that i've played with would take that they Thank you very much. Wouldn't even think twice about it. And I took that pill many times, unfortunately. It wasn't a pill. So it's, 
Um, well, sometimes it was actually a lot of the times it was, but uh, you did what you needed to do to, to be on the field to play. I don't think I ever, and I don't know if many players actually do, are able to perform at 100%. My body never allowed me to be at 100%. I always had niggles, always something going on. And I later found out that my, like, I never cared about my own health only when they were in control of me. You know, I was on the field, I, you know, or I was at training. You tell me what to do, I'd do it. As soon as I went back home, eating crap, staying up late, and I didn't know how it affected me because I, my health was always reactive. Like, if I'm not sick right now, then I feel fine, then I'm fine. Yeah. You know, then I play. But I started to realize that like my optimum like performance was always inhibited because I was, you know, I averaged three or four hours of sleep. And that's my own problem, my own issues. But um, you start to realize after the fact how important those things are to really optimize. And I think that some of the best in the world have always been able to do. And I, you know, I played with some people that um I, you know, aspire to be as humans because they're very disciplined in all facets. They know how to have fun, but they also, when it comes to treating them themselves and getting themselves in a prime, prime state, I, I you know, I should have taken some pointers. <laughs> but you got to where you are, where you are today through a sour candy diet. Yeah. Yeah, God. Yeah, I did. Before most games was was candy the night before. We, we lived together and you used to go to training when we were living in Hong Kong and you'd come back and say, oh, we did some training today and my teammate halfway threw up because it was that strenuous. It was that intense. Well, that you, teammate probably was me. <laughs> you're like, it wasn't me. It was my teammate, yeah, me. Yeah. Um, I have never worked out or pushed myself to a point where I'm physically sick. Really? I've never done that. And I think it takes a very strange type of person to do that. But it was a regular for you. But it didn't make, like, it wasn't like, you know, every session you'd see someone throw up. I remember at 16, I won't name teams or whatever, but um, playing league, we were taught to, if you need to throw up, you did it on the run. If you throw up, you throw up, you keep going. Wow. It wasn't like a, oh, he's sick, he needs to stop. It was... Okay, continue. Yeah, the environment is also a, a dynamic of like competing, any kind of uh, fitness sessions, which w you would you'd have to do regularly because you need to keep to a certain point. You know, I mean, it's just part of it, right? Yeah. yeah. So competing against the guys to the left and right of you in an environment where you have to, like, you have to be performing, otherwise you'll just be flicked off to the side. Even if it was things like trivial, like in a in a warm-up, we're not tracking who's winning or losing, but you will do like some kind of a game. So say it's like scissors, paper, rock, and then the winner turns and goes and the other guy has to catch him. Even though it's so trivial, silly game, just getting you primed, I want to get him or he wants to get me. And you're keeping tabs. I'm two and one here. And you have people alongside you that are pushing you, you know? guys that you're competing with that are pushing you to do that because if he's not up there you know if he's not like 10 meters ahead of me i'm not going to be pushing myself yeah. you want to be competing with guys better than you because you know that that's going to push you to be even better yourself it, ta it takes a lot of discipline but you just said the environment that you were around and the accountability yeah. that your teammates and coaches provided meant that you could push yourself further yeah 
And that kind of happened with me when we first started doing the gym. I had no standard as to what my maximum was because I didn't have anybody to compete with, but also it was just me in my own head that had the accountability. And then you really showed me that I could go much further than I thought I could do. I don't think that people really know what they're what they're capable of. Yeah. It sounds cliche, but like just take it back to like say the gym, mm. just the gym. People don't know where their true capacity is. They feel the burn. So and then they, they stop. stop. But failure is beyond that. Your barriers start to come in when your body's saying, okay, stop. But that's not where your body actually needs. Your body doesn't know stop now. Like as soon as it gives you signs that it's fatigued, that's not saying I'm at my capacity. I mean, you you see it with endurance athletes, yeah. right? Like they hit these walls. You're fatigued probably very, very early on in a marathon. But they, in order to get themselves to a marathon state, they need to push their capacity and their baseline. Mm -hmm. So my baseline is very different to your baseline. is very different to the marathon line baseline. But the only way to progress is by pushing your own capacity. And that's why I think that you never realized it. And that's why I think that team sports are so important. Team sports, you know, you have those people alongside you who are in it with you and who are pushing you beyond your limit. If you didn't have that, it's very hard to actually know what your capacity is and how to continue to push yourself. The moment we had you in the gym and we were working out together, I can see that you're starting to, you know, fatigue. My like idea was that when I started to fatigue, it, that's, that's where I needed to stop. Yeah. yeah. And then you would, I'd be like, this is so tiring. And then you'd add another five pounds. And I'm like, but I just said it's tiring. Yeah. But I was like, but you still were able to perform. Yeah. So how do we continue to progress that? People just kind of go in with the, with the kind of, okay, I need to do X amount. That's what's on the tin. But- it's when you kind of get to those points where you want to give up or stop that you then need to to drive a little bit further. Those are actually the most important reps that you're doing are the ones beyond that point where, where giving up is the most important thing. And you progressing, now you're doing chin-ups, you never could do them before, all that kind of thing. It's kind yeah, of gratifying, right? it is. And beginners have the biggest – that's the interesting thing about professional sports as well – is the differences that can be made when you're at an elite level are so minute. You're training every single day, you know, weeks, years to make this much difference. At the end of the day, and from the best to the worst, like you have your 1% of athletes that are just incredible, incredible athletes. But then the majority of the athletes um, in those given sports and teams are at a similar level. The differences are so, so minute that really a lot of it is the mental side that um, kind of sets you apart. Because I know a lot of players that thrive in those like high pressure environments and when they're needed, they will produce. But then I know the counter of those players who phenomenal players, some of the best I've ever played with. But in those high pressure environments, they fold. You produced in high pressure environments. I think your high pressure environment where you folded was when you were taken out of that high pressure environment. Do you I wanna... don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I think I think I lost the the love of rugby. Um, I think when it became a career, it kind of changed how I felt about it because it used to be what I loved to do. And then it turned into what paid the bills. And then you became this kind of like 
bit of cannon fodder. And it was like, you know, I get that. You, yeah. you're, you're a piece of meat, spicy piece of meat. And then, you know, when you're not performing, well, when's he going to be right? Okay. Well, when's he, you know what I mean? And it's like, and you're also as good as your last game. Do you think that when we moved to Austin and, we, and you stopped rugby for a, a, a significant amount of time, what traits from rugby did you think that you took from it and which ones did you leave? I started to realize like how easy it is to become demotivated to do things. Get yourself up to go to the gym. Like we had to, right? We had to turn up because it was your job. Like, you know, you turn up. People are relying train, on you. Right, or reliant. Yeah. yeah. If you're not, then you're just, you're getting cut, right? Whereas when it's on yourself, it's, there's no one there to stand over you and get you to do it. And even when you get there, there's no one there to push you. I realized how easy it was to just go, oh, I'll go tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. But I also neglected my body in different ways when I was playing. I thought by turning up and training hard that that was, you know, that was me being healthy. But I wasn't looking after myself because I was sleep. I was barely sleeping. I was eating crap. And then when I came here, I took all of that. I took the bad habits and then not training as hard. And it became this like cycle, tons of back problems, things like that, that I just because I was like sitting down all day. Mm. But- I think that you have those innate things inside you that made you good or made you perform or or you know made you push yourself that are always there. Yeah. And so that lights a fire when you when it needs to or when you kind of have a wake up call. Yeah. You know, and if I, I had a wake up call. So then all those things that I did when I was playing in terms of pushing myself and being motivated to go and, you know, being disciplined was in there. And that's yeah. something that is learnt, but it's also something that's ingrained yeah. in you, like as an athlete. You decided when you had the wake-up call that we were going to make a change. Yeah. And um, I can see all of these traits that you're talking about from when you were playing rugby kind of come back, but you don't need to rely on anybody else at this point. So it never left you. Yeah. You just had to, you had to find it again yeah. through a different yeah. environment. But it did take setting yourself up correctly um, in terms of like structure and yeah. treating yourself right and i feel like we've definitely started to learn about yeah that being proactive instead of reactive with my health has always been something that i've i've been bad at and i'm trying to to get better at that and you know unfortunately it's after the fact but to go back to your point about um people that haven't been in that environment oh i can't do that because i never was you know in that environment that kind yeah. of taught me that that that's not true as well because i think that everyone has those like inner motivations that they have for something and if you really want something you'll push yourself like, everybody has it it yeah. does it doesn't have to be oh i have to play rugby in order to no. be this type of person yeah. everybody has that and i think you found it through rugby yeah as well like su success comes in different many different forms even in the same sport one player could could think success is winning this trophy this guy might be the salary he got or the team he's playing for. I played my whole career with better people around me the whole time. Which for some people would mean, okay, that means I'm not going to actually pursue this as a career. Yeah, I think that is true. Some people will stop there. Yeah, they like- Like me, if I you're would not probably winning, stop there. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, if you think about it, like you're, you say you're not competitive, but then when we've done stuff and you've been losing- you get upset about it. People are competitive. And I know some of my friends who are ultra competitive, 
but say they are and they won't put themselves in an environment where they have to compete because they're embarrassed about if they don't succeed. I don't think it's the competitiveness. I think it's you thinking that you can do it. People are like, oh, I'm not competitive. But it's because they have decided to themselves that the competition is is too too much. I, some I don't people. I don't back yeah, myself. Some people, yeah. I don't buy myself. So the scenario where you're saying I grew up with people much bigger than me, much stronger and like you said, better players. If I was in that situation, I wouldn't back myself that I could bring something to the table. So I wouldn't be competitive. Yeah. But you did. And that's what I really, really, really like about you and what I've I think I've, in this relationship, I've grown to like know how to back myself a little bit more. more, Do you think? Yeah, for sure. No, 100%. There's always going to be these kind of like, oh, I'm comparing to the people around me that I'm playing with and playing against. That's going to be a demotivator, but it could also be like very much a motivator. Yeah. You know, like- You did it on a high level because you ended up, like it wasn't just a trivial game of of COD. (laughs) No, it, yeah. it was that. Yes, I'm going to pursue this this career in rugby. Well, I mean, did. I had a, a very serious injury before I moved, and what made me move overseas and look for you know because like at that point I was like I always was like I'm never going to you know leave Australia. That injury back then was like I you I was told by the surgeon and you you're not going to play again. Um, and then the moment I I knew I was going to be able to. I was like, well, I've got to I got to make the most of this. I got to yeah. go out there and 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 make something for myself. I think that a lot of people don't they're not willing to kind of like give up some things to do it. Yeah. Um there's there's like I said, 1% of of athletes are just always they were always endeavored to make it. But then to 99% of other of other people it's like put yourself in the right environment, put yourself around with the right, right people, put yourself in the right mindset, and you actually, yeah, you can you can go a lot further than you probably thought you, kept, yeah. you could. There's never going to be a perfect pathway sometimes for the 1% or if you got lucky. But for the most part, it's not perfect, and you're going to have to go down these routes. Like I know there was a, a rugby league guy who, who was a garbage – he was a garbo till he was 29 years old, and he played – he, he he I think he ended up playing for the Storm, which is a you know team okay. in the end, and highly successful winger. I think if you desire something enough, I, yeah. I feel like this is so, why is this such like a emotionally inspirational <laughs> like freaking deep talk? I didn't think it was going to be this because I started off asking you whether you like being naked with boys and peeing. Well, I and do, stuff. I do. I still yeah, think yeah, we that's still the, we still have that sense, of, and one. I want to bring it back to that, but. I like hearing you talk about all this stuff. It's nice. It's yeah. inspirational. And it, you know, it doesn't even have to be rugby. Like I, I take from that too. I have an idea of what my success is and it's not happening for me in the way that it's that I've envisioned it. But that doesn't mean that it can't happen at any moment. I just have to keep pursuing. I have to keep going. And I'm so, I'm like, in terms of like a YouTube channel or something, it's it's stagnant. It's stale. I feel unmotivated. So does that mean I should just stop and that's it for me? I'm I'm 27 now. I'm getting older. It's not even that we have to keep doing the same thing because we're tweaking it. We're doing the podcast now. And this is going to open up a whole new way of communication and being yeah. creative. Before we end, I would love to take it back to rugby. And not just rugby but rugby lingo. I think a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are probably not 
versed in the lingo of rugby, yeah. but also they probably don't understand it from someone that's saying those words because yeah. they have such a strange accent. Right. Talking about the like the New Zealand accent. Oh yeah, nah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So I need Not you. Not even. Exactly. What are you even saying? Exactly. 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 I would like to do a little segment that I call Rugby for Dummies. Rugby for Dummies. Sure. Troy. These words are in the accent of someone that plays rugby from New Zealand. From New Zealand. Right? Okay. okay. Troy. I, I actually think that sounds more Australian than, than, than Kiwi. Okay, New Zealand. Troy. Troy, because it's, it's try. The, for, for Americans, that'd be like, touchdown. Try. Try. But, try. So it's a try, but I think like that's more like a, a Troy, mate, Troy. Okay, I, that so guy actually sounds more Australian than, than Kiwi. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what's this one? Kitch. <laughs> Catch. Kitch. 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 Like What's catch? catch? Like catch. 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 Like they wouldn't say six, they'd say sucks. Yes, good. I know this stuff. Or or they wouldn't say back, they'd say thick. Yeah. Love it. Six dollars worth of fish and chips and me big pick. Would you understand what that's meant? Yeah, I, I get it. Okay, well then you're fine. Okay. What about and thumb? End, end, thumb. And this one's kind of a bad one. And thumb. Anthem. And oh, this one's and, kind of just like. Well, it's two words. Yeah. Kind of got me there. And thumb. If you did a dash, maybe. Anthem. anthem. Yeah, because they say anthem. Passionate. 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 I'm yeah. so passionate. Passionate. That's a good one, actually. Passionate. They would say it like that, yeah. Okay, so this passionate. is passionate. Passionate. I mean, that's not really rugby lingo. Well, okay. Well, he's passionate about the bick. Yeah. Of the... Of the scrub. Of the... Bull. Bull. <laughs> passionate about bull. What's bull? Yes, rugby players are passionate about balls, for sure. Tickle. <laughs> Tickle. 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 What's tickle? So tickle would be tackle, but a key would actually tickle. Tickle. Does it sound like I'm saying tickle? Yeah. Tickle. 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 I would see E. Tickle. Tackle. Tickle. Yeah. Okay. Tackle. Tick, tick, tickle. Last tickle. two. Because it's an A, so they'd say tickle. Tickle. Last two. Skulls. 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 Skull. Skill. Oh, okay. Skills. 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 Yeah, yeah, like skulls. Yeah, that's so many a good one. Skulls. Sorry, I was overthinking that one. You were like yeah. bones. No, and skulls. Stuff. Yeah. 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 Skulls. Last one. Like a skill, a skull set. Like experts in the skulls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rough. I'd think you're an expert in bones, you know? Oh, uh, okay. But yeah. why would you be an expert in skills? That that specific skull. Okay, rough, rough. Rough, rough, rough. Rough. No, I can't do it. R um, rough. Hey, rough. Oh, ref? Yeah. Rough? I guess. It's pretty like. That's what I hear. Yeah. No, it's. It, it's, it's kind Oi, of, rough. 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 Yeah. Rough. Rough. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I guess. I, I would write Don't it as. Give a me a yellow card, rough. Maybe R U F F. 
Roof. Roof. Okay, cool. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, that's the end of that segment. Well, you are going to be taking me out onto the field and teaching me how to be a rugby sensation next. So I didn't feel like I needed to ask you the technical questions, but I have learned a lot about the mindset yeah, of about- an elite athlete. Yeah. Yeah, taking you onto the field or a field and teaching you a few skulls. Because I think you're quite um you're quite athletic, you and you're coordinated. You're oh, Are you offended? Yes. Good. That you'll be able to pick up some things. Okay. Um, I I think it'll be hilarious, but I think you might actually be pretty decent. It'll be interesting. I and, have done a tickle before. And rugby's getting quite popular here, and and women's rugby's growing a lot here. Mm. So maybe you could become a a rugby player. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today for our chat. I learned a lot. I hope everybody else enjoyed. If you did, please give our podcast five-star review, even if you thought it was a four-star. Knock it up to five. Let's round it up. Yeah, we need to round it up. But even if you hated it, we're going to keep going. Leave a leave a crappy review, but, but just make sure it's five-star. Yeah. And the fun's not over here. You listen to this podcast, but you can head over to our YouTube channel, the Spice Bit of Meat podcast YouTube channel. Where I'm going to be taking Beck out onto the field to see if she can become a professional rugby player. Thanks for watching the Spicy Bit of Meat podcast. Spicy Bit of Meat. Is that it? Yeah. Is that how you, you end saluted it? it? Is that is that how you end it? Yeah.